You're now listening to On The Real Podcast with Will and the official Adrian. Real life, real issues, real talk. Here we go. What is going on, everybody? You're listening to On The Real Podcast. I am the official Adrian, and we are here with Ill Will in the building. What it do? What's going on, everybody? Wow, I feel like the sound is even better. You know, we got, what's this, three? Yeah, it's Episode the third three? time. Nah, the third now, one. now we're getting it. Now we're getting it. What's going on, everybody? Listen, on the real podcast, real life, real issues, real talk. Facts. Always real talk. We are a men's mental health podcast. But listen, I keep saying, listen, man, listen is my thing this week. I've been saying it when I talk to people. I'm saying it when I'm doing it here. Do, do I feel like people are not listening? Is that is, what it is? Is that what it is? You're trying to make sure that the focus is on you when you're speaking? Right? I'm like, listen. Make sh- Yo. Listen to me right now. Listen to the words. What's listen the, to the words wait, that are coming out of my mouth. Wait, listen. You, look at him while you're listening to me. Don't look at him. Listen to my words. Listen to my face as I look at him. Don't look at me, but listen. <laughs> listen. Yeah, listen to him. Uh, listen. We talk about... See, there it goes again. <laughs> Can't care. What is happening? We're going to have to tr- get you All right, out listen, of that. that is listen, it. All right, listen. That's the, that's, the end of, that's the end of the show. Uh, we're done right there. No, I'm kidding. Uh, men's mental health. We talk about everything from... You know, parenting, relationships, finance, life, man. Uh, the things that make your brain explode. Yeah, from a, man's, from a man's perspective, but we always open up the conversation because, listen, mental health is not just isolated to men. It's women, children, right? So, um, yeah, we're back. We always say we're back as if, as if we left for a long time, but we're back. And uh, we got a topic today, so... It's it's funny. Before uh, I walked into this room, I said to to Will, because this how this how it goes, right? I have a couple ideas when it comes to what we're going to talk about, and about fifteen <laughs> minutes before we start. Now I'm gonna give myself some credit. I do about an hour now, because if I give you two weeks, you'll forget. Or yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got to do an hour and go. This is what we're talking about, <laughs> and then I got I got I'll send you like what Google says. And then what do I do? Hey, do you know about this? Yeah. Uh, this is what we're talking about. Do you know about this? Here's, here's the definition. <laughs> Figure it out what you're going to say. Because here's the thing. We know, right? We know what it is, obviously, right? We talked last week was gaslighting. We know what it is, but I got to go, hey, this is what we're going to talk about. So have you experienced it? If not, talk to somebody that has and come ready to, to talk about it. And if we're completely transparent, right? Adrian's the planner. I am the planner. Adrian's the planner. I'm like Heath Ledger in Dark Knight. I just do things. But here's the thing. That's weird that I'm the planner because I'm not a planner. You make me be a planner. Because if I didn't plan and you didn't plan. We'd both be in here. We'd be, like, we'd be like, so, hey, guys, uh, we're just here. No, I don't think we would be. I think, I, think, I think we would just, the conversation would just <laughs> go in a million different directions and our ADD would definitely show. I mean, it, I feel like it shows now. Yeah. Because we go off on these tangents and it's like, whoa. Thank God you're here to reel us back in. But Will the real imposter please stand up? That's today's topic. Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. All right. So, so read the definition so the, the people understand exactly what imposter syndrome is. Yeah. And I, and I looked it up from two different perspectives because here's the thing. I didn't know what it was until someone told me what I was dealing with. Right, never, never heard of it. But I'm going to give you the the definition. Imposter syndrome is a psychological phenomenon in which individuals, let's try this again, individuals doubt their own abilities, feel like frauds, and believe that their achievements are the result 
of luck. Ooh. So from a mental health impact, we talk about does this have uh, an impact? Absolutely, right? Self-doubt, but insecurity, anxiety, you downplay your accomplishments, you know, you feel like you're going to be exposed as a fraud someday. Um, even to the degree where you won't even accept praise and recognition, right? So I'll be like, hey, great job. You're like, ah, you know, it's nothing. I'm just right? doing what I need to do. I'm just doing what I need to do. So let me ask you this. Did you always know what it was or did you just discover when I said it today? So I just discovered what when you said it today. You were today years old. I was today years old, but I've done this my entire life. Really? I've I've never felt that I was worthy of the recognition that I got, even when I'm doing a good job. I never feel like I'm doing a good enough job, right? So you look for validation outside. You look for people to tell you, hey, you're doing great, you know, um, continue, keep going, you're doing an amazing job. You keep looking for outside validation. When you receive it, you still doubt it. Do you feel like people are not being genuine? Is that what it is? Like is like uh, when someone says, "Oh my gosh, you know, you're wonderful. You're doing a great job." Is it more of, is it the the part where you go, "Oh no, I'm not really that great," or is it more, "Oh, you're just saying that just to say it," or is it both? I think it's both. Okay, because I I feel like in my field, the numbers numbers reflect that I'm doing a good job. Right. I'll get the recognition of, "Hey, you're doing a good job" from management and the people that I deal with consistently mentally i feel like i'm not where i need to be my issue is i then begin to self-sabotage see it's funny you say that because my thought was it's you're you're setting yourself up right what's the um what's the term where you uh set yourself up for future failure um Oh, of course, right? When you're sitting with a mic in front of you, you can't think of the term, but self-fulfilling prophecy. Thank God. Look at that. Just came right give out. Give it a second. You just got to give it a so, second. So because in your head, you believe you're not worthy, right? Or that you're not capable. So you, your brain goes, well, don't worry. It's only a matter of time before they figure out you're a fraud or that you're a failure. And you're going you're gonna to mess it up, right? So what happens? You sabotage, right? Whether it's intentional or unintentional, you, you do that. Yeah, and it's never really that other people figure it out. I just don't give myself enough credit. I'm not I've never knew whether it was a motivation tactic to keep pushing myself and never settle. But when you sent me that definition, I was like, "Yo." But you're a pretty mo- motivated me. person. What I, makes you motivated in some situations and and not in others? It's not the motivation for me. It's more of I never feel I'm doing good enough. So if I never feel I'm doing good enough, I find reasons to complain. Okay. And once I start complaining, then I find reasons to be unhappy. And once I'm unhappy, I find reasons to self-sabotage. And that's not just in careers. That's in relationships. Yeah. You know, you can... I go from... I've gone from being this amazing boyfriend to... We were talking about it in the past. I was a serial cheater, and you just you would cheat for no reason. You, I, it took me a long time to figure out that that actually made me the biggest pos, and I own that. I know who I was, and I know who I no longer want to be. Right. 
Okay. Man, we got deep quick. Bro, I you know, I left here last pod and I feel like what we were beating around the bush a lot. Oh, oh, I see. Why you do that? I did. Why you do that? I no, did. no. I, listen, I, I, for I, people who are listening, there goes with the listen again today. That's it. That's my word for the week. No, every I'm time not going to say listen. Escuche. Listen. Li- <laughs> everyone out there, every time oh. Adrian says listen, we're going to start charging. We're going to get a dollar bucket. Oh, my God. Every time he says listen, we're going to put a dollar in the bucket. All right. And at the end of the night, whatever he has in that bucket, I'm going to go do shots with now, I don't even remember what I was going to say because I took off the word listen in front of it. But you're right. Last pod, we both walked away, at least for me. And I said, I didn't go all in. I wasn't. And it wasn't that I wasn't honest. I wasn't completely vulnerable. I didn't allow myself to do that. But you know what? Something, a blessing happened in between that made me remember to be vulnerable. So by the time this pod is out, um, there will be a link shared to the magazine that I was in and the article that was about That was me. an amazing read, by Thank the way. You. Thank that you. Was an amazing Thank you. Thank um, you. It was a good interview. Very eye-opening experience talking about mental health. Definitely focusing on some of the numbers, you know, the stats around um, suicide rate. Men are particularly a uh, higher suicide rate. Talked about everything, right? Talked about my own experiences. Um, it was a really good experience to go through that. It reminded me of why we even started this back in 2020, right? That the idea was we cannot say real life if we're not talking about the real stuff that happens in life, right? We can't say real issues if we're not talking about the issues. And we damn sure can't say it's real talk if we're not willing to talk. Yeah, if we're, if we're holding back and holding punches, it, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of what we're doing here. Yeah, so... So, so much to the fact that I, the person that I was kind of just talking about last pod <laughs> i shared with like I, I opened up a little bit she was like i'm not listening you can <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fair warning right that's a that's a fair uh warning to be able to say listen you dang see here you go there you go there's a dollar. The dollar. A dollar. A dollar there's a dollar there's a dollar wait does that if i'm telling someone else listen yeah, does that listen, it, 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 <laughs> you yeah. just did it too see, see now what is it, it? If, you, if, you're, if you're using the word at the beginning of every right. sentence. I'm going to pause. Yeah. Stop yeah. it. Stop. Wait, for everyone who is listening. There you go. There you go. Uh, you're going to hear me pause when I feel the word coming to the tip of my tongue. All right. Check it out. Check it out. There you go. <laughs> Say there check you it go. out. Something different. The I, I'm gonna let you take it. I got nothing now. So, yeah. now if I say I want, I want to say listen yes, again. I, I, we both left here, and it it was great to be in here and great to be discussing, you know, uh, the topic. Right. Um. I felt think we were both in the midst of what we were going through. Yeah. And, it's true. And, and didn't it's true. want to completely. Yeah. Divulge all. Well, it's harder when you're in it, right? Because yeah. when you're in it, you're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, and I think, when you're on the other side of it, then you can go, okay, this was the experience. Now let me freely speak about it. Yeah, I think I think we didn't want to also put. It's hard, it was difficult for at least me to discuss the situation without putting names. Right, I, I'm the type of person I like to put a name on the bullet. You're gonna have to use fake names then. Yeah, we got to figure it out. Yeah, you use fake names. For me, I just blanketly say because I know people have been through similar experiences. Yeah. So my. My experience has been, or when I've spoken to other people, see what I just did there? There you go. Is that they have had people who felt entitled to uh, an explanation. Or I have people say that they have experienced a uh, parallel parenting situation in where the other parent does nothing but badmouth them, right? 
And let me tell you, I know we haven't truly got into an episode on that yet, but we we need to we need to go there on an episode. We'll take our time with that. And the reason why is here and I want to be very careful with this, but there's a reason why we're coming at this from a man's perspective, right? I get it. I'm not saying that women haven't experienced this. There are men out there that are douchebags, right? We know that. However, I want to be able to share the experiences of what I have gone through as a man who is a parent, right? So that if there's another man out there who's going through it, they can go, wow, I'm not the only one. Because you can be in situations where someone will make you feel like you are crazy. Yes. You'll be in situations where you'll have to defend yourself when you shouldn't have to. Absolutely. You'll be in situations where your kids will look at you like you are this horrible person and you're like, but I'm not. Absolutely. Right? It's, it, I think that discussion, I want to plan a little bit more because yeah. I would like, I would love to you bring, figure a, out. No, beyond, oh. I would love to bring a fem- a mother in on yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I don't want it to, I don't want us to seem as if we're bashing yeah. women on that episode. No, I, it's I, good to have the perspective from a woman to be yeah. able to say, hey, help me understand why. A woman would do this yes. in this situation. Yes. Why? Yes. Right? Yeah. So, so it's it's funny you said that today. My my brother and I, shout out to Antonio. We were talking, and um, he said to me, "What's crazy about my situation is that if I was dating a woman, or even just getting to know a woman, and I explained my relationship with my kids, or at least my daughters, it can be perceived." Unless I tell the whole story, it can, it'll come off as a, I'm a piece of POS dad, right? But if I tell the whole story, then it'll make sense. But I'm I'm so far from removed from that. Right. I'm 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 in a space where, if that's what you want to believe, because you want to recognize my stance for your behavior. And now that you're an adult, you're, you're still my child. Right. So if you if I if I hold a stance on your behavior, and you're mad at me about my stance on your behavior, then it is what it is. So we talk about recognizing. Let's go back to our topic at hand, yeah, but recognizing and addressing imposter syndrome to maintain good mental health and self esteem. So you said something before. So are there you know certain situations or environments where you feel? imposter syndrome like more intensely impacts you you said at work any any other situation or is it just strictly at work because i i will tell you right now before i even I'll, I'll let you answer for me it's been at work but for a multitude of reasons but i'll let you answer the question first so you feel like there's certain situations or environments um i'm bringing it back to parenthood okay um early on uh if i'm be to be completely transparent um, I have a older child that I've raised since she was two years old, not biologically mine. Um, she knows this. She's aware of all this. Um, so I, I took her on, and she kind of taught me how to be a father. When my child was coming along, I was in such a dark space. I was living – I wasn't living on the streets, but I was living the street life. Right. So – I was I felt I was so unprepared for her arrival even though I had already been raising another child that I actually put the gun in my mouth and pulled the trigger and it helped and it didn't go off. Right. I I had several conversations with real close friends of mine of like 
I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to suck as a father and maybe I just shouldn't live if I'm a shitty dad. Like, right. You know, to me, the worst thing in the world is to be a shitty dad. Maybe I should just... That's the worst feeling in the world, right? So just be... A sh- to feel... No one has to even say it, but just in your own head to think, man, I'm a shitty parent. But here's the thing, though, and then we'll, we'll pause for a break. I think if, you, I, if you're in a moment where you're going, man, I'm a shitty parent, you're not. You can't be. Because I think someone who's truly failing or chooses to fail, chooses to fail as a parent, they're not going to acknowledge it. And with that, we'll be right back. In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-932-4108. 800-932-4108. 800-932-4108. That's 800-932-4108. Recover Now is a national campaign aimed at the education and awareness of the devastating effects of opioid and heroin abuse and curbing drug and alcohol addiction in the United States. Recover Now is sponsored by treatment facilities nationwide. Many of them have been where you are, and they want to help by spreading a message of hope and recovery. They're working hand-in-hand with major insurance companies nationwide that can help you or loved one get clean in 7 to 30 days. Recover Now is embarking on a national outreach campaign on TV and radio to promote anti-addiction messages. So if you, a loved one, or someone you know has a problem with drugs or alcohol. Do not wait. A new life for you could be 30 days away. Call us right now. I promise this call can change your life. Sponsored by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. 800-935-5045. 800-935-5045. That's 800-935-5045. You're listening to On The Real Podcast with the official Adrian and Ill Will. We are back. Listen, damn... It's there again. What is up with today? Listen. That is dollar listen, number Linda, two. Linda, 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 listen. What this needs to be, this episode is called Adrian Can Stop Saying Listen. <laughs> we were talking right before the break about shitty parenting, right? And I said, if you're truly as a part of imposter syndrome, right? If you're truly aware, yeah, let me see, how do I say this? Not truly aware. If you go, damn, man, I suck. Or, man, I should have done this differently. Or, I wish. I think you're doing better than most because you're taking a moment to realize and acknowledge, right? All right, I made some mistakes. I got to figure this out. And I've been saying this a lot lately because I've been putting a lot of situations where I've had to say this. Yeah, there are a bunch of parenting books, but they are not the true book on parenting. Let me say that again. There are tons of parenting books out there but they are not truly the book on parenting. Nothing can prepare you. Nothing can prepare you. 
no matter how much you might have an ally, no matter how much experience, because every kid, if you have multiple kids, is different. If you have uh, kids with multiple people, every scenario <laughs> runs differently. So the only thing you can do is try to be yourself, the version of you that you know. But what happens when you can't even trust that version of yourself because you think you're a fraud? You think you're a failure, right? So your experience parenting me work. I have probably in my career moved up faster than I thought and based off of skill and merit, but for the longest time was going, yo, um, eventually they're going to figure me out and realize I don't really know everything. So this is, this is not going to happen. And, and it's like, why? Let me put it like this. First day of work, man, I'm feeling it. I'm in. The first 30 days, yeah, man, I got this. I'm the Same. expert. Same. 60, 90 comes in. I'm like, man, they're going to figure out that I really don't know what the hell I'm doing and I suck. But that's not true. I do know what I'm doing. I do know what I'm doing. So you said in parenting for you, that's where it's yeah, come up. Yeah, it's in work also. So uh, so let's, let's do a little background check. All right. Give Let's give the listeners your history. High, high school. Where'd you, where'd you graduated high school. What did you do after high school? Two weeks after high school, immediately went into the Army. All right. And when, when you got out of the Army? Uh, when I got out of the Army, came back home. What's, what's the next question? What did you do after that? Uh, let's see. I worked regular job. Did the did military. You, did you study anything? Did you get a degree in anything? Yeah. I went to school. Okay. What did you get a degree in? Uh, marketing. Okay. Nice. Yep. Did, then, I, I was I was pursuing a music career at the time though. That's all I wanted to do. And and then and then you got in you got your degree in marketing and you went into marketing and sales, correct? Yeah. Okay. I mean if you if you skip a lot, yeah. Well I didn't immediately go into sales and marketing. But yeah. You've you've ended up on your career path. Yeah. Like yeah. To truly did, right? If I if I ever set out a plan So so the planner had a plan. So I'm trying to figure out if you're truly suffering from imposter syndrome. Or just an insecurity? It, they're literally the I, one and yes, the same, though. Yeah, but imposter syndrome is... You, you can't really be suffering from imposter syndrome because you're in the field that you know. So let me explain. I see where you're coming from. However, you can be... And it's funny you say that because I've wondered if CEOs even experience this, right? At that level, do they experience it? Do athletes experience it, right? For me, is. I let's let's give the best scenario. If I have to go talk to someone right now at a restaurant and they're like, oh, I'm a small business owner and I don't know anything about social media marketing. I can sit down. Boom. Within 20 or 30 minutes, I've already given you enough knowledge and information to either a take that with you and apply or B for you to already have my information so that we can get together and talk about how I can help you. Right. That is the truth. Hands down. Today. I had to go give a presentation, a 30-minute presentation to uh, various people in the sales organization on why they should keep using our internal marketing versus an external vendor. So I had to talk about social, digital. I have to talk about print. I have to talk about automation. I have to talk about technology, all that. Before going into it, I literally, in my head, go, I don't know if I know how to talk about this. But then I go, but you do it every day. What are you talking about? And then I'm like, yeah, but I don't know everything. What if they ask a question and I don't, I don't know the answer, right? And I'm like, no, oh, you're going to know the answer. There's no way they're going to know more than you. And if they ask and you don't know, you say, hey, I'll come back to you. That's the kind of stuff that's crazy to the point where what's really scary is when you go to work 
and you go, this is the day they're going to figure me out and let me go. That's a crazy thought to have in your head. I agree. I live with that thought So the, for no reason, too. So the reason I ask you that is because um, every field I've gone into, I, I go in and learn it. Right. So that's kind of where my imposter syndrome comes from. I, I started as a land surveyor at, thir- at 13. I did that for 28 years. Um, in the in the middle, I went. To, I studied to be a personal trainer. I actually went to school for it. I did very well, but I went back to being a, a land surveyor because I got into the union. I moved to Florida, and I started a new career path. The one you have a degree in, the one the most of the people that I work with have a degree in. So now I'm walking into this field, sales and marketing, and I'm learning it. As I go. Right. I think for me, though, see, the learning as you go is, is good. I but think it gives you that. Impo- my, it gives you that syndrome of my pressure is I don't know everything and I feel like I should. And here's the thing. I'm going into a field where I don't know a damn thing. And my issue has always been that I feel like I should know everything. Yeah. I feel like I should know it all. Right. If you're going to be doing a job, you should know. Yeah, everything. I should know what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. But, but I I've become so good at connecting with people in a short period of time that it's given me success in my field. The issue with sales and marketing is you deal with so many different people, especially the way I'm doing it. You're dealing with, I have five minutes to connect with the person in front of me before I never see them again. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I have to build, I have to build a connection, build trust Build confidence. Yeah, but how much of that... And get the sale is all within 10 minutes. Yeah, but how much of that is the skill of the field that you're referring to versus just your soft skills? You're innately a person that can talk to people with no problem. So, But that, that part you don't struggle with. You can I, talk to anyone. Yeah, but that's what's giving me my success. So I, I'm using my innate ability while learning the product. Thank God I'm the person I'm a person that I've always enjoyed doing being in places that I'm associated with now. Right. Right. I'm, I'm I enjoyed always traveling and doing things like that. So now me being able to help other people travel is amazing to me. Plus I get an amazing discount. Um <laughs> uh, but that's where my imposter syndrome comes from. But even even at tw- at 28 years and t- or 27 years as a uh, professional land surveyor, I still questioned my knowledge. Damn, do I know enough? Right. Is the is the guy I'm working with it, it going to ask me something that I don't know? And I've learned I learned enough in that time pe- time span that there was nothing you can ask me that I didn't know or I wasn't able to plan for. Right. But because I wasn't as educated, and I think that's where my imposter syndrome comes from. That a lot of the people I work with and deal with are more educated than me. Right. They, like they have their degrees. But when it comes to one on one or group setting or be or being able to communicate, they hold nothing to me. You can put me in a room with a hundred people, I'm gonna leave with a hundred business cards. Right. And I think that's where I try to I make up for it. But doesn't mean that, you know. When I'm holding the conversation in my brain, it's like, oh, my God, I better not say anything stupid because they're going to realize I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm sure it's uh, better. Uh, you would agree with this. 
that it's better to know a little bit about everything than to think you know everything about everything. Mm -hmm. Because no one wants to deal with a know-it-all anyway, right? So if you're a jack-of-all-trades... And a master of none. Right? I think it helps you, right? It leverages you. You know enough about something. So, but the, the saying goes, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You are in the wrong room. You better not, and you better not surround yourself with people who are not as smart as you. Exactly. You need to surround yourself with people who are smart. So, um, believe it or not, um, I say believe it or not, but I know you're going to know the answer to this, that the group that suffers with expressing this the most, you ready? Drum roll, please. Men. As if, as if we didn't know. I'm not laughing because we knew the answer to that. I'm laughing because he thought about whether or not he wanted a drum roll on the table. Because I had to teach him about not slamming down on the Listen, table. I'm, I'm new to this whole media thing, and Adrian's been, he's recording for a long time. I've had to yell time. at him many times. When we were on Instagram, let me tell you don't something. Slam the table. Don't slam the table. He, We would be recording, and he would be texting me, stop slamming the table. <laughs> Oh man! So men typically don't talk about it. Um, they, well, that, they, that's they that's the reason for down. this whole podcast, right? It's, yeah. it's what. Listen to the word you used. The people that have the most difficult time expressing—that's what men have a problem yeah. with, right? Expressing anything. Oh, and there's that pressure to be successful, right, and to achieve. So it's it's like a pressure cooker for people. So, you know, there's a couple different ways that you can. I should say more than a couple, but a few ways to to really help you kind of overcome imposter syndrome and look, there's no easy treatment plan. There's, you know, there's, there's nothing really out there. I mean, there's, there's a couple books that I'm going to refer to today. One of them that I've read, one that I've heard uh, that's come highly recommended that I want to share today. But I think rather than moving past some of these inadequate feelings or persistent mindfulness, you know, there's, there's some kind of strategies that you can use that can really kind of help you. Um, a lot of it does go back to focus, but um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want you to have I your notepads that. out. I want you to have your phones out and uh, take this list down and we really try to work now. No, we're not giving them homework. <laughs> we're giving them some things that they can use as exercises to help them. The goal is to try to help. We know that we're talking about something that people experience, but if we're not trying to help a little bit, then why are we here? But anyway, uh, we'll be right back. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News & World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-244-3080. 800-244-3080. That's 800-244-3080. Everything is expensive right now. Gas, food, you name it. You're spending more, you're making the same or less money. So, what do you do? You rack up credit card debt, that's what you do. It's not your fault. It's the economy. And guess what? 
If you rack up too much credit card debt like some of us, you can't pay your bills. Then the credit card companies, as nice as they are, start hounding you for money. Then you start your downward spiral. A smart thing for you to do is to call the Zero Debt. They can help you consolidate all your credit card bills into one affordable payment. Millions of people have done it. It works to make you debt-free. Make this free call right now. It costs you nothing to learn more. 800-418-4139. 800-418-4139. That's 800-418-4139. Mi gente, mi gente, mi gente, mi gente, my people, what's going on? You are back on the real podcast with Ill Will and the official Adrian. I like how you switched up the order of the names there. So when you introduce, it's the Ill Will and the official Adrian. When I introduce, it's the official agent, Ill Will. We'll have a conversation about that later, which, <laughs> which direction or order that should go in. All right, so we got the list here. Do you hear we got this, the, Yes, you hear ego. me. Wait, no, that's all ego right there. Ego. That's, that's all on. ego right there. He walks in with barely any preparation <laughs> and wants to throw his Listen, name in the front. When you when you when bring I, us in. When I, huh? When yeah. you bring us in, you yeah. have your name first. All right. Oh, when I bring okay. us in, I have So my from name now I will do On The Real Podcast with the official agent, and then I'm going to mute you when you start talking. <laughs> All right, so listen, before we went to break, we talked about overcoming overcoming imposter syndrome. Uh, you know, there's no uh, one way, one size fits all, easy treatment plan. A couple things that you can do. I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, question yourself, right? So that's the first one. Every time you have a negative thought about your abilities or if you're qualified for a job, pause. Power of pause is a big thing, actually, in, in anything. Arguments, life, pause. And ask yourself, is this really accurate, right? Is this an experience that I'm feeling that I'm going through right now? And does this thought actually help or hurt me? Be still. Be still, right? Be st- One of the things that people have tried to do, I'm guilty of this, is either you're, and I want to be careful about the word emotional. I'm not talking about like, you know, outbursts, but just feeling emotion, right? Being empathetic, right? And having empathy, and feeling everything and taking on feelings is that we've been conditioned to think that that's a bad thing. So what ends up happening is sometimes you will um, you'll not allow yourself the ability to feel. You'll say, I shouldn't feel. I need to get through this, which is not true. Pause. Go through the emotions. Feel it. Absolutely feel it. But stop and ask yourself, all right, does this thought actually help or hurt me? Am I really... Am I really a failure? So, Am I really a fraud? So I, I know I know this is going to get us a lot of backlash, right? Uh-oh. Um, Don't want to mute you now? No. Well, you're going to want to, but... Uh, Andre so, Podcast with the official Adrian Will is no longer here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, so, I apologize. So, so that thing where you, you said to feel it, right? Like to go through the emotions and feel the emotions. Um, that's something that uh, Andrew Tate talks about a lot. He, he, he talks about when, you know, when you're going through something... As a man, you're supposed to feel it. We're supposed to feel failure. We're supposed to feel the the difficulty of life. You know, that's what makes us stronger. Not cowering in a corner and, you know, being upset. Just finding the strength and using that as motivation to push through. Um, there's going to be a lot of backlash behind that. But, you know, I, I think that if you're if you watch or watch his videos or listen to what he's actually saying... 
is very empowering. Um, when you clip it up to sound certain ways, like anything else, it's going to sound destructive and you know hmm. misogynist. I mean, there's different. Listen, there's different viewpoints, right? Yeah, absolutely. Whatever works for you works for you. All right. So we talked about questioning yourself and reframing your thinking. Next, embrace. You ready? Embrace success. Embrace it. Why? Because if you have imposter syndrome, even the smallest little invalidation that you're feeling uh, against you a win, like you you're going to lose it, right? So you're going to have the urge to feel like everything that uh, you've accomplished, right, that uh, you shouldn't have. So um, over time, if you really practice, again, the power of pause, take in an inventory of all your accomplishments and really, you know, try to work towards affirming your self-worth. Listen, there's a difference. Uh, Will was joking about this before. There's a difference between ego, right, and affirmation, right? Absolutely. Ego, there's nothing. I feel like ego, I'm sorry, but I feel like ego prevents you from doing certain things Yeah. where the affirmation pushes you to do those certain things. There you go. Talk it out. And we're going to probably say this for every single episode because communication is one of the most difficult things that we go through as men is that we don't talk, right? We don't talk it out. So whether it's a mentor, a friend, a therapist, talk to someone else about how you're feeling because getting an outside perspective can knock out some of those irrational beliefs and ground you in some real reality. Next. I'm sorry. Show some yes. self-compassion. No, I'm showing you compa- I'm showing you compassion. You had to say, We're I, not going to even talk about I, what no, you just I'm, did. I'm to I have to. I'm showing you compassion. You guys, I just threw away something and I think that's the loud you heard everyone the Jeez. loud noise everyone heard. But I'm going to show him some compassion <laughs> right can, now. You, you guys could have seen the dirtiest look <laughs> Adrian just gave me. Listen, when we start was, recording this on video, I can't wait for them to see the affirmation. The confirmation of the things you do that i have to it's i can never sit in this chair and be completely comfortable deep breaths look at you you sit back and you relax and you smile i'm sitting up on the mic because i don't know when i gotta hit the mute button i don't know when i gotta throw the computer across the room i don't know if i have to kick the mic like i don't know what to do at all man i'm telling you you like you you kill me with this i'm serious it's a good time we're we're up here having a good time everyone we're up here having a good time while we discuss these serious topics oh man so there was a study um back in 2022 that said half of the female students that were surveyed um experienced imposter syndrome in comparison to a quarter of their male counterparts however um what was happening was that men wouldn't nearly report it as much. So, uh, you know, the stats are the stats. It could it could be evil, uh, evil equal across the board. Cuzzo, it goes back to our very first episode. We don't share. We don't discuss. We don't show our vulnerabilities because we have it in our brains that it makes us seem weak. Right? Like it, it, it's not like us... Men, we're supposed to go through things. Like that's that's the stigma. We're supposed to go through hard times. We're supposed to deal with certain things. So, what would you say then? I'm gonna ask you this question. And what what specific thoughts or feelings you personally do you experience when imposter syndrome starts to creep in? Like what what's the immediate feeling that you get? Flight. Ah, nice flight. I I, I think of. A million, a million reasons why I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. So you don't, you, I'm freeze. 
I freeze up. I yeah. freeze up. I get I get ready to go. I, I'm like, all right, you know, I you know I've been wrestling with the thought for the last couple of years of I don't really like having a boss. <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest with you. I don't, you know, I struggle with this all my life. Even as a young kid, I you know, shout out to my mom who dealt with it and my dad who dealt with all of that. But I don't. I never liked anyone telling me what to do. Oh, I know that. I've been around you long enough to know. I never, I never liked, you know, that's part of the reason I, I didn't join the Marine Corps because the thought of someone telling me what to do and, and then it made me sick. And then you end up in prison and they're, and they're telling me what to do every day, every minute of every day for the, for the time I'm there. And you deal with it. It's not really something that you, it's, you understand that it's short term and it's something you just have to deal with and then you get, get out and it's uh, right back at it. But, you know, my, my, I feel what, what's, what's great. And it's crazy that I feel the best times in my life were the ages between 21 and 30 when I was just living that life. I had no bosses. I had nobody telling me what to do. Wake up when I want, go to sleep when I want, or just not sleep, <laughs> you know, um, and you're, you're living a certain lifestyle once you start getting older and you start getting closer to 30, you start to realize that it's not sustainable. You know, everybody has their day. I don't know if anyone out there knows the Spanish, but my grandmother used to say, 99 días para el pillo, un día para la policía. That translates to 99 days for the crook, one day for the cop. And that's usually the way it turns out. But I've been on a mission uh, for the last three years since 2020 and I got laid off from the union to figure out how to do this. And this is how, you know, why I immediately jumped into this. Cause this is, I feel like this is my safe space. I can say what I want. And if y'all judge me, honestly, I don't give a F. <laughs> I don't care. I'm sure a lot of y'all know someone who's been through this or going through this, or maybe yourself is going through this. And shout out to Nona FM for giving us the opportunity to come up here and, you know, voice ourselves. So uh, you said for yours, it is flight. So there are four P's of imposter syndrome. Do you, do you guys see how Adrian <clears throat> brings that right back? I do. I, I give him so much credit. I'm telling you, it's the, it's the planner in me. If I don't bring it back, I don't know where we're going. All right, the four P's, perfectionism, paralysis, that's why I'm freeze, people-pleasing. That's me. And that's, the last one, me. procrastination. I have issues with that. So that's where if you kind of recognize those traits in yourself and they cause you to doubt yourself, you, you might be suffering I'm from very, imposter syndrome. I'm, I'm very much a people-pleaser. I used to be a procrastinator. Now, I'm a, now I... The minute you tell me I need something needs to be done, if I have the ability to do it, I get it done in that minute. And it bothers me when other people don't. Because we're not we're human. We're gonna forget. Right? So if you say, Okay, I'll get to that in a minute, and three days have passed, you told you either forgot or just don't care. Yeah. And see, I think sometimes people pleasing gets a, a negative uh connotation because if you acknowledge it more as a skill set, right? If if you don't look at it as, yeah, I know, I get walked all over, I need to do something about it, and you never do, 
that's your own fault. But if you innately are a people pleaser, right, then sometimes, in most cases, they can be really good communicators, right? It's someone you want to talk to because they'll listen. Um, they're empathetic, probably to a fault, though, right? They might take on some of your feelings, but they're willing to listen to what you got going on. Um, and they tend to be diplomatic, too, right? They, they, they're looking for strategy. They want you to walk away with a solution or, or, or feeling like there's something that you can do about whatever situation you're in. So I don't necessarily think that's it's a bad thing, right? It's, it's, a, it's, it's a good personality trait. Um, you just got to take care of it because it, it can become uh, destructive. So that's a people-pleasing side. I think the paralysis and, and procrastination, um, there's a thing called analysis paralysis at work where if you analyze too much, you kind of get stuck because you're overanalyzing. And I have a, uh, a motto that I go by, uh, hold on, let me overthink this, because I can overthink overthinking, right? That's, you said that last pod. I did, right? You did. It, it's me. It's me. I can literally, and like you said, you got to work on it, right? I, but you got to be in the moment, right? You either, this is what I've learned recently. Sometimes you just got to be in the shit. Right. And what I mean by that is for someone who has dealt with depression, right? When when you're in the shit, you're really in it and it's hard to get out. What I've learned now is when I go, oh, uh oh, I'm getting in the shit. I go, OK, all right, feel it. Go through it. What is it that you're feeling? Right. Take an inventory of what's going on. Right. And then go, OK, is this really as bad as it is? Right. Can I get out on the other side of this? Right. So if I do that then that helps with the paralysis part, right? Now it's, I got to face something that's pretty big. It's a big deal. And it makes me nervous to face it because I don't know what's on the other side of it. It's not, the confrontation part doesn't bother me. It's the, it's the end result, right? So the procrastination, putting something off as long as I can before it finally faces me and says, hey, I think it's time, right? So now it's the more times I confront something immediately and I come out on the other end of it and I go, well, damn, that was, that was easy. That was good. Why did I put that off? The more I do that, the less likely I am to procrastinate. So it always comes back to what? Celebrate the wins, right? Focus on it. And, and hear me out. This is just like dealing with children, right? When with little kids, you know, they might, you know, jump off something and go, look what I can do, right? And you're like, oh my God, that's great, right? Because they need that. They need those wins. Until they get hurt and then you're like, wait, this is why. But that's a lesson, yeah. right? But what I'm saying is I think we forget as adults to celebrate even the small stuff as a win, right? We're so guided by pay, right? By esteem, by prestige, by how much shit you got, right? Like that's that's how much we are so misguided now that we forget that, if you had a good day at work, well, damn, that's a success. Enjoy right? that day. Yeah. If you if you had a uh, a good meeting or if you had a good, you know, conversation with someone or, you know, you managed to get to work and your tire light didn't go off. You had a full tank of gas. There was no traffic. You didn't spill the coffee and you got to work. Man, that's a success and celebrate that damn thing. Do you know what my brain goes to that? What? What's going to happen next? Okay. So when does the shoe drop? drop. <laughs> when does the shoe drop? So, but see, here's the thing. 
I don't think that's so much a um, an imposter syndrome thing. That's more of a conditioning thing, and let me explain why. That is that now becomes more of a defense mechanism to protect yourself. And the reason why I say that is I've always been wait for the shoot shoot a drop person because of the uh, experiences I had as a child. Right. So, example, I could have a really good week with with the stepdad, good mood. Everything's flying high, and I'll always say this. I will never, never discredit what uh, marijuana can do for you, especially uh, medical marijuana. However, I immediately identified as a kid. Talk about how smart you are as a kid. When I could ask for things, right? When I knew he was going to be in a good mood, because it was coupled by two things, weed and and Budweiser. And Budweiser. (laughs) And that's when I knew to ask for stuff, right? But the problem with that it was also that's when I knew when he was in a good mood, right? So what would happen is then the next week something would happen, he would blow up, whatever. So I, it's a cycle, right? So I was, you, you go, man, this is really good. All right, this is cool. And then all of a sudden you're like, damn, it happened again. Oh, this is really cool. Damn, it happened again. Eventually your brain's going to go, listen, don't get blindsided. Don't get blindsided. By, by the way, yourself. that's that's number three on the list, and I owe you another dollar. But you know, don't get blindsided because what's going to happen? The shoe is going to drop. So I don't know if that's so much imposter syndrome versus, you know, just a, a circumstance of your surroundings and what you've experienced in life. And honestly, at the end of the day, really, because we know as adults, stuff happens, right? So you always feel like, all right, stuff's going good. What? C- come on. What's, what's going to happen? Uh-huh. Like, you're driving the whip for a little bit. Everything's been good. N- nothing's going off. Nothing's turning on. You're like, mm, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and here's the thing. When it comes... It's not going to be a $20 fix. Uh-uh. It's going to be a $2,000 fix. It's never a $20 fix. Yeah. So, but that goes back to how much of that could you have controlled, right? Could you have, you know, avoided the paralysis and the procrastination of maybe getting your car checked before there was a problem so that it wouldn't lead to a problem, right? All these things that we put off. Yeah, but with the advancement of vehicles now, I expect you to let me know when something's going <laughs> wrong. I pay enough for it to let me know when something's going but that's wrong. But it's going to tell you when it's going wrong, not before it goes wrong. That's the problem with men and going to doctors. We wait till something's wrong. And have, then we don't even go then. Have we you throw some ever, Windex on it. Have you ever accepted a job or walked into a relationship where the imposter syndrome went was activated before... You even started? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. 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 And you know what sucks about that is it's not because of the other person. It's only because of your own your own mindset. And it goes back to you sabotage. Right? You go, I'm not good enough. I'm going to mess up. They're going to see me for who I really am. And that's it. After you prove that you can handle the situation... Does the imposter syndrome linger? Uh, does the imposter syndrome linger? Because I know for myself, even uh, once I prove that, you know, once I see that I'm able to, to control the situation, right. I'm, I'm able to be successful in it, Um, I still have that flight situation. Like, it's like, I, I, you know what, maybe this just isn't for me and it's time to go. And I, I think that that, avoid success yeah but hold on i'm gonna call you out is your ability to sabotage built on the fact that you and let me say everything i gotta say before you cut me off because i know you i know you well enough to say this is that you're just 
enough the right amount of asshole <laughs> that you're not willing in the moment to acknowledge what's happening. So that's why there's a flight. And, and the reason why I say that is because you go, I know how I am. So before it goes there, let me get away now. Yes. See, thank you. <laughs> yes. That's what I say. Yes. All right. That's your therapy absolutely. session right there. <laughs> absolutely. The bill's at the door. Absolutely. I, I, I definitely know that it's like, all right, I'm, I'm about to become a real asshole here. And, you know, before I ruin this situation, because yeah. I'm not sure if it's really a bad situation or if it's just <laughs> me. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, I, but, I think sometimes. But you're not. Then you're not pausing. You're not going through. I'm not. I, I I I process too quickly to pause. See, you need to pause. I do, I do. So like, all right. So my with my career now, um, I was discussing with my significant other last night uh, about you know I ran her through like what I do, how I say things, and she kept telling me, it doesn't sound like you. It sounds like you're reading off a script. What do you mean? I don't understand. I, I pitched her. Oh, you pitched. What did you pitch her though? I don't get I, it. I, I basically pitched her what I pitch my get what my my clients. Oh, and, and she said it doesn't sound like she you. She was like, it doesn't sound. That's like not you. you. She, she's like, it sounds scripted. Right. So what I did today, right? I I dealt with four four clients today, and I approached them as me, as just a straight New Yorker. Yo, listen, this is what it is. Right. You did. You you want this? You needed this, and you did this. Right. I'm going to let you know that regardless of what you felt, we were going to do this, we were going to do this, and we were going to do this. And the comfortability that they, they felt, you could it, it reflected in the conversation. Right. So they turned around and they were like, all right, well, whatever you say. Like, if, that, if that's what you suggest, you're being honest with me, if that's what you suggest, then I'll do it because it's benefiting me. You're giving me something and only asking for minimal stuff. Okay. So, so it, I... I don't know how it's going to reflect or how my managers are going to take it, but I'm going to approach it from that standpoint from now on. I'm just going to be honest with you. This is what you purchased. This is what you want. And you're totally within your means to get that. And I think I needed to hear that from somebody else for it to resonate. Right. So it kind of made me lose that imposter syndrome. Yeah. Because now I'm not pretending to be this perfect salesman. Nah, I'm a salesman that speaks with a New York slang. Right. This is me. It is what it is. Do you, and do you feel like it, that comes off more genuine now? I, I do because, you know, um, I was we were watching Snowfall last night. I don't know if you ever watched Snowfall. It's a TV show, right? Yeah. And, and Franklin Saint tells his mother... Your Caucasian voice, you seem to have mastered your Caucasian voice. Uh, that reminds me of uh, Black Klansman, the movie. Same thing he says there, uh, something Stallworth. He goes, my, my Caucasian voice yeah. is what makes people comfortable. Yeah, so she's, so, you know, and I'm noticing that in this day and age. Ooh, hold up. Okay, finish. We're gonna come back to that yeah, one. Yeah, we're I, not gonna even. We're we're gonna go over the hour mark on this one because you just hit a subject that comes up a lot. I've listen, seen it. There's... Listen on Instagram. Damn, there's number four on that. Listen <laughs> on Instagram, uh, plural, uh, P L A 
P L U R. No, I know. I know you're going to say I know how it's spelled. I don't think they spell it that way. Jeez, bro. Give me a little bit of credit here. Anyway, they talk about it a lot and they talk about using your white voice. Yeah. So go ahead and finish but, what you're saying. We're going to come back. But it's not me. And it doesn't come off as genuine, especially yeah. if you're looking at me sitting in front of the client. And I don't know if you know this, people, because you can't see him, but you'll never confuse him for being white at all. At all. So when when I when I go into my pitch and I and I adjust my language and I adjust the way I speak and therefore and you know <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I, I can feel therefore the, I can feel the client looking oh, at me like man. but I found that I I get my most success when I'm like listen my guy <laughs> my guy I'm gonna be my honest guy. My, my guy, guy. I'm gonna be honest my with man you. my man I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you because because every conversation at some point turns into oh you're from New York yeah, yeah. I'm from Brooklyn where are you from Brooklyn you know I grew up in Park Slope uh, we start talking the so, people now they let their guard yeah, down yeah now they so let their like, guard all right down. cool he's so, being real yeah so you know when I when I turn into my pitch and I start hey listen so I'm not sure if you know this <laughs> but when I lose that and I go listen I'm gonna be honest with you. This is what it is. They become instead of standoffish, more relaxed. Right. Like he, all right, he's really being honest with me. Listen, I don't know where you're from, but well, you know, I get in trouble. I do, and I really do get in trouble at work all the time for my verbiage, because I don't care. At the end of the day, I rather make sure that the person that I'm, I'm, I'm servicing and the client is happy, than making my management happy. Right. Because at the end of the day, management's going to be happy if the numbers reflect for them to be happy. They don't care what I say as long as the numbers show up. Yeah, I've been so worried about the but what I say that although the numbers are showing up, I'm losing me. Yeah, I got you. Oh, losing. All right, so I'm gonna take. Let's <laughs> let's go back because you said losing me. So uh, I don't even know if we're on a break, Mark, bro. I'm gonna keep nah, going. we're going to keep going. Listen, our producer, he's probably going to lose his mind because he's going to have to nah, find... he's going to figure this out. He's going to have to find... A, a, shout, out, shout out to Curtis. Curtis is going to have to this. figure out where to actually take a pause on this. Shout out to Curtis and Nona <laughs> FM. We appreciate y'all for giving we us apo- We platform. apologize in advance, uh, Mr. Producer Man. Listen. Oh, damn. It's number five right there. <laughs> number five. Let's see if we go for lucky seven before this thing is over today. Imposter Syndrome... To the umph degree right there. And I'll explain why. There is a certain level of vernacular, tone, enunciation. Body language. Everything. that and, and Oh, man, I don't even want to like go there because I'm riding a fine line. And I, I'm not implying this. But the, the term normally used, you just said it, right? It's using your white voice or using your Caucasian voice. Because it's less assuming, it's not alar- it's less alarming. It's proper. It's pro- you know, so um, you know, a lot of people talk about this and I've I've read and seen articles, uh, or read articles and seen videos talking about how you feel like you can lose your identity at work if you don't get to be who you really are. And listen, I'm not saying Facts. that it's like you're leaving your house with your house slippers on. That's not what I'm implying, right? What I mean is that you leave a little bit of you at home so that when you're at work you present something, right? And they've talked a lot about, I say they, but what I've, I've seen online is, you know, Latinos and minorities, especially having to turn off a little bit of them so that other people can be comfortable, right? 
And that's not saying that you come to work and you're like, F this and F that, but it's like but you it, almost can't be yourself. But it's not just Latinos. No. It's not. It's a, it, I, I know. I say it's, it's more it's, than that. Yeah, it's, it's, every, it's anyone, and I don't want to make this racial, but it's not. It's anyone who doesn't speak like. Right. Yeah, doesn't speak. Yeah, yeah a certain yeah, way. Yeah. So let me do this. The best way I can bring this back full circle, um, because I don't like to just make assumptions and throw things out, I'm going to give my experience, right? Because if I tell it from my experience, then I can, I'm an expert at it. My experience was I was starting to move up in my career, I, you know, going from just being an hourly employee to a professional, right, where you're starting to make a salary, right? So that's when you know you made it, so to speak. And uh, this gentleman who was a, a VP at the time was a black guy, nice guy, just all around, good guy. You could tell he was well-educated. I mean, he probably had like four degrees up on the wall. And he sat down. Probably the only time he actually ever sat down with me and had a conversation and said, hey, congratulations. I see the work you're doing. This is really going to transform you. And and he was right. This is really going to transform you. But I got to say, if you really are going to want to take yourself, if you really want people to take you serious, you see that on your face, which he was referring to the facial hair. Um, I didn't have a beard at the time, but I saw facial hair. Uh, he goes, you're going to want to take that off. He goes, because the moment you walk into a room, they're going to judge you just off of your appearance. And I remember, I was like, well, he's got to be right. You know I mean, look, he's a VP. He's a black guy. He's obviously experienced some things along the way. I'm going to take it for what it's worth, right? So what did I do? Next time I got a haircut and got a fade, took off the facial hair. Didn't like it. Hated it. Didn't think it looked good. Grew it back within a month. Ran into him in the hallway. He's like, hey, how you doing? Everything's going good. He's like, what happened? I thought I told you to take that off. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 right? And then as I, f I further progressed in my career and I started to see more people that looked like me, I started to say, what does the facial hair have to do with it, right? But this goes back to it doesn't necessarily have to be someone of the opposite race or not a minority to coach you, right? It was a black man who coached me based off of his own experiences, right? Not my experience. So he felt like in order for me to have the upper hand for me not to be judged. And he came from a good place. He came however, from a good place, I agree. However, he was wrong, right? Because one, times have changed, right? But I thought to myself, I was like, man, you're going to judge me off of facial hair. So you're not going to give me the opportunity to even to speak. And that experience coupled with a, uh, an experience of when I was in a room presenting with coworkers, and, you know, we put these stuff on the papers on the wall and no one in my group wanted to talk. I was like, I'll talk. And I presented and I remember coming out of that room and someone saying to me, wow, that was amazing. And I was like, oh, thanks. And they didn't say, man, you're a really good speaker or man, you're really knowledgeable. They literally looked at me and their words. I quote them to this day. They're like, wow, I didn't know you were capable of speaking that way. Wow. I was like, well, that's a backhanded compliment. Right. And I was like, well, what were you expecting? I literally said, what were you expecting? Like, I don't know. When I look at you, I don't expect that. When you look at me, you don't expect that. Right. But, but so, it's, it says a lot. Yeah. It, it kind of proves the point of what the gentleman was saying to you. Yeah. That, you know, maybe you would want to trim right. that hair because you want the appearance. Oh, not but, shave my beard off, beard off, just to be very clear right now. But, but the, what's crazy. No, about, I know. What's just... crazy about that to me is, is that someone can have the appearance and not have the knowledge. True. Oh, have I learned that? Right. Somebody, somebody can have look I, the part. You can look the part. And not, and not, not be, know what you're talking about. And not know what you're talking about. So, you know, I, I was in DR one year and um, we Dominican said, Republic people. Yeah, so Dominican Republic. And uh, we were sitting at a table and 
it ended up being the party ended up being large. We had you know me being me, I'm, I'm meeting meeting people, and we both ended up putting our tables together. And I'm in between two attorneys, an accountant, and I forgot the other the other person's profession. And we're having deep conversations, deep com- And the person I'm with is just staring at me, and just staring at me. And you know, I'm speaking to that. We're 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 going into life. We're going into business. We're talking about everything. And the guy turns to me. He was like, "So where'd you go to school?" I was like, "West Hempstead High School in New York." He was like, "No, I meant college." I was like, "No, I've never been to college." And he just looked at me and he was like, you know, it, it's, it's different and it's kind of refreshing to see someone to have so much life knowledge. It's stuff that you can't teach in a book. Right. You can't teach someone to be good with people. You could try. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that they, they'll be good at it. So the person I was with turned to me and goes... Do you understand that you were just around people with PhDs and masters and attorneys and these are like life professionals and you're a land surveyor, a union guy with a high school degree and you were arguing them under the table like they just stopped talking. Right. Because you're talking to me about life. Right. No one's experienced life more than me. Right. You know, I I sometimes feel that people should take a year off and travel. If you can take a year off, the best the best educator is experience. Go see the world. Go see how different people live. Right. I've been on in every island in the Caribbean. I've been to China. I'm I'm planning to go to Europe. Like I, I want to do a backpacking trip through Europe. But you know, I I lived in New York, visited Florida, visited LA, and spent every summer of my life from birth till. 14 in Dominican Republic. So I watched how those people live. And then you come back and you see how, you know, we live in America and it's like, wow, you guys don't really, we really don't appreciate what we have. Yeah. And then, you know, my, my mom's ex-husband, he's Italian, but he's old school. He's from the, he from the old school where he grew our vegetables. Our property had a big school, Square footage of tomato, basil, cucumber. Like we were growing our vegetables. Yeah. And the discussion was how traditions are lost along the way. Like we had to, I had to learn Spanish. I had to. My grandmother's, my English is my second language. But I see in my house, Spanish was weaponized. It was used as a way to, as code to keep me. So I had to learn it through school. Uh, because so, it so was, you wouldn't know what's going on. Yeah, which by the time I was going to school and I figured stuff out. But that's that that again that that is part of. You talk about imposter syndrome, right? So you you one in your adult life, you're trying not to be too Latino. Mm-hmm. Yet growing oh, up as a kid, you're I, not Latino enough if you don't speak Spanish. I'm, 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 I can never hide that. I'm I'm, I'm, but, you know, I'm caramel. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, though, I know, like, I know. Uh, trust me, no one's ever confused me for white when they look at me either. <laughs> but what I'm saying. Is that um that's the that's the part right? How can you ever truly figure out who you are when you know growing up Latino right? I wasn't I wasn't Spanish enough because I didn't speak Spanish right, but I wasn't white enough because I wasn't white. So it's like you either you can't be too hood because then you're not going to be successful right, but you can't completely take yourself out of the hood because then now you're sold out. 
So it's like, Listen, what I, do you do? I have a, I have a African American female friend, right? And she used to tell me that she struggled because she grew up in the burps, right? So the girls in school always looked at her as the black girl, yeah. But she would come to the city, yeah, and the black girls in the city wouldn't accept her because she was the suburban girl. Right. Like, how do you cope with that? Which is crazy, right? Because everyone, the, your your black experience should not be negated just because it doesn't look like the other black experience. Just like my my Latin, Latino experience shouldn't be less of an experience because it doesn't look like yours, right? Everyone's got their own oh, story to absolutely. tell. So Absolutely. But yeah. Anyway, listen, everybody. That is number six on the listen. I'm going to try to close out before I hit the number he seven. He owes me six I bucks, said lucky y'all. seven. Um, we want to thank you for hearing us today on this podcast uh, where we talk about real life, real issues, real talk. Everything that we discuss is from a man's perspective, but obviously we open up the floor for everyone to talk, challenge us, uh, you know, give some advice. We are going to offer have, their experiences. We are going to bring some some females up here to give their. Can you not say females? Can you say some, women? Some ladies. Can you say women? Ladies. No, I'm gonna. This is where I need to mute him now. <laughs> just I just muted him, so now he can't say anything. You're probably just going to hear him in the background. <laughs> I want you to know that if you are dealing with something, you know, whether it's anxiety, depression suicidal ideation take it from me i know what it's like i'm a two-time baker act survivor still here plan to be here tomorrow we want you to be here tomorrow too there are great resources out there before i hand them off listen today we there's number seven i said the number seven on the list and got them there are two books that i want you to go check out we don't get paid for this um, there's no, uh, no advertisement, know, advertisement relationship. But These they're are welcome. just really good books to <laughs> they recommend. Are yeah, don't listen to them. One of them that I've, I've actually listen. read uh, is "Unfuck Yourself, Get Out of Your Head, and Into Your Life." Gary John Bishop, great, great author. You know he's gonna have to bleep that, right? He is, but that's the title of the book. Listen. Oh, there's number eight. Number eight. Um, I'll, I'll let our producer know that uh, at the one minute and five second mark that he might have to go in and, and uh, censor that part out. But hey, that's the title of the book. Another great book by Ash Amberge, The Middle Finger Project, Trash Your Imposter Syndrome and Live the Unfuckwithable. There you go. Got to go ahead and censor that one too. Beep. Life You Deserve. Hey, these are the titles of the book. So I've got to see what they are. Look, great books. Go check them out. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, local library wherever they may be get those books you, i think it's a great way to start reading you're gonna ask me a question when i'm trying to close this out listen, i'm not ready to there's go your yet. listen I'm, I'm not ready to go yet there's my listen all right but say I, what I, you gotta I, say and then we're closing out all right do you prefer to read them or listen well, if you want to do audiobooks, you can do audiobooks. I prefer to hold a book in my hand. Okay. No, did you I'm, I'm really sorry. cut off the closing of the pod with I that? I did. I just had, I just, I was just curious. There's sorry. some great resources out there, people. <laughs> 988. If you text, call, uh, it's a hotline. It's anonymous. They will help you out with whatever you are going through. We also know that sometimes that is hard to do. Will, tell them what else they can do, what's out there for them. Find a friend, find a loved one, find somebody you, you know you can trust and confide in them it's, it's i know it's difficult to open up but it's necessary carrying around everything you're feeling on your shoulders and not releasing it or you just put it down on a piece of paper write it down release it burn it send it into ethos the ethos and you know 
don't carry that around it becomes very heavy with everything else in life and you know this life isn't simple we need to figure out a way to manage it for myself and ill will thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one